This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Daryl Ryder joining us right now, brought to you by Scheibman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hello, Daryl. Oh, I think he's Darryl. on the phone. I got to click him phone. over. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, That's my on fault. The phone. Yeah, well, I'm that. so I've used to that. taking Darryl, him on the thing. Daryl, I apologize, buddy. <laughs> I didn't up, mean Darryl? to do that. Hi. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing wonderful. Uh, what did you think of the Super Bowl, obviously, last night? Was it a good, was it a all-time game or was it just an all-time finish? All-time finish, horrible game. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the snooze fest for three quarters. Let's be honest about it. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd probably go ahead and I'd agree with you on that. I mean, that's that's kind of the way it goes. What did you th- do? You think differently of Kyle Shanahan now after that? No. Um, I mean, look, I, Kansas City is uh, in the middle of a, a dynasty right now. Patrick Mahomes appears to be the the next Tom Brady. Uh, I think it's a little, to your point, I think it's a little too premature for the GOAT uh, conversation here. Uh, But um, he's certainly uh, at an age where he has the potential, based on what he's done already, to potentially catch, if not pass, uh, Brady at some point. But we've got a long way to go before we can have uh, that particular conversation. But um, no, I, I don't think less of, of Shanahan. I, I think he's still a, a great coach. Um, I, I didn't expect the 49ers to win that game. Um, obviously, uh, the, the fact that uh, he's lost double-digit leads in Super Bowls isn't that great. But um, I, I think it's more about uh, the Chiefs uh, winning that game rather than the 49ers going out and losing it. Daryl, I mean, hindsight's obviously easy, but uh, how did how did Vegas get this one so wrong where Mahomes was the underdog for three straight games? It's criminal, the amount of money I've been able to make off that alone. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, didn't you do well against oh, your I, we, uh, we, friends we, in the desert? We, we cleaned up against my friends in the desert. Yes, we did. All right. Well, well yeah. there, there you go. Well, uh, they wanted your money, and, well, they, they actually had to give some money back. Um yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that uh, we all learned a lesson this year. I I, I did not uh, think that the Chiefs would uh, win the Super Bowl this year, especially when, you know, watching Kansas City during the season and it seemed like every game Travis Kelsey was throwing helmets on the sideline, yelling at somebody, uh, other players barking at each other and things like that. Just it seemed like there was something off about this Kansas City team this year. 
And, uh, you know, lo and behold, they, they found it at the right time. And, um, you know, that defense is what really uh, carried them and, and gave them uh, the opportunity to uh, win their third Lombardi in five years. Um, that that right there was, I, I think, the, the, the blueprint that we all thought the Browns might be able to follow. Um, with the way the the season went for the Browns, but uh, it didn't go that way. It did for Kansas City, and uh, a, a defense helped them win a championship. What'd you make of the Kelsey Andy Reid? Oh, is that a bump? I don't even know what we call it at this point, but yeah. it, didn't, it didn't seem good, Daryl. Called it a love. Yeah, team. that it did. That didn't look good. And, and again, that kind of goes to my point where it just like something was something something was off with that team this year, and yet they still found a way to win a championship. Um, kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, the Cavaliers in the uh, LeBron 2.0 era where uh, things weren't always perfect, but they still found ways to win and get back to the NBA Finals um, and ultimately ended up winning, uh, you know, w- at least one championship uh, during that run. But, yeah, it was not. That was just not a good look by uh, Travis Kelsey. It's it's one thing to bark at the coach, you don't almost knock the coach over though. <laughs> like that was my, it was that, a bit much. Yeah, yeah. it was a, that that was that was a little bit much. But hey, down the stretch, Travis made some pretty big plays, and uh, you know, gave him a chance. Well, I agree with JP on it. He said before the show, and then he said during the show that uh, if they end up losing that game, he's getting hammered for that today. I mean, absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Daryl, let me ask you this: We talked about it. Does this Mahomes winning another Super Bowl? I mean, he is the creme de la creme. Does does he's does his existence in a way justify the Browns going after Deshaun Watson? Like, man, you you need to have a guy. Now it's three years after, and so we think differently about it. But you need a guy who's truly right. has elite capabilities to go out and beat that guy. Yeah, I mean, you need a transcendent player. Unfortunately, we've not seen Deshaun Watson be a transcendent player for the Browns yet. Um, there's still a, an opportunity for that to happen, but my confidence in that actually happening dwindles as the days go by um, until I start to see it on a regular basis, uh, and he's actually available to play on a regular basis. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it explain. I, I don't want to say justifies. Can but it, it it explains why the Browns did what they That's did, and and especially with what they have gone through since Bernie Kosar, right? Um, all the quarterbacks, uh, you know that they. And this even goes back to uh, the the pre departure to Baltimore. Um, you know, Vinny Testaverde was able to get them. Uh, you know, to the playoffs, but they, they started searching for the next guy uh, back then too. So, you know, they have been searching for that transcendent franchise quarterback. And I I honestly don't know if they found it yet. Um, It's, it's too premature to make a judgment either way with Deshaun. Um, There's a belief obviously that they have, but uh, I, I don't have a lot of evidence to support the argument that they have. Um, but yeah, it explains why they did what they did. They were desperate. They were de- they they felt that the quarterback was the missing piece to the puzzle. They were close, and 
they were desperate and they made a desperate move and a desperate trade and they gave up a ton to do it because it was that critical that they find that guy. Um, and that's why, from my standpoint, there's, there should be so much pressure on Deshaun to validate it by being available to play and going out there and playing at an elite level. Because if, if he's unable to do that, Browns are never going to get there. I mean, that, that's just the cold, hard math. Um, you know, uh, I really thought with Joe Flacco, it just the stars seemed to align there. And, you know, the, the, that's why the thoughts that the Browns could be a, a dark horse team to surprise everybody and, and potentially get to the Super Bowl, you know, kind of crept in my head because I just figured, you know what? The only way the Browns are going to get there is it's going to be some bizarre happenstance where just everything aligns and falls in their favor. And it just kind of seemed like it was there. You had the number one defense in the NFL. Flacco was playing out of his mind. And just, you know, unfortunately, they went to Houston and laid a big egg. Daryl, I'm trying to figure out how how much the door is closed in the AFC and what, and what you actually think of that. Give me a percentage chance you think somebody not named the Chiefs are coming out of the AFC as the, as the rep for the Super Bowl next year. Man, it's uh, – you know, um, it, it's – it's hard to visualize right now. I mean, you know, prisoner of the moment, it, it, it's hard to visualize anyone beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC right now. But that look, we, we felt the same about the New England Patriots, right, after Tom Brady won his third. And then I, I think it was nine years between Super Bowl victories yep, for big, Tom Brady. Yeah, in between there, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's possible. Like, let, let's not act like that it's the insurmountable climb uh, you know, past the Chiefs, it's it's entirely possible um, to beat them. They're they're certainly not infallible, but prisoner of the moment. <laughs> that, well, that's the perfect it, way to say it, Daryl. Daryl, prisoner of the moment's the perfect way to say it because I think a lot of people they they saw the game last night and they wake up and they're going, you know, you know what? If if San Francisco would have won, I think they would have felt better about our chances in the future. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Ken. But man, it. it and there were so many moments where you're you're watching that game last night. You're like, all right, yeah, 49ers are going to get this done. You know, Kyle's going to get that ring. And then the fourth quarter came, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does, like uh, late in games. It's just – it's it, it's incredible. Um, and as I said earlier, it's a little premature for the GOAT talk. He's got a ways to go. But, man, he is off to one heck of a start to his career. There's no question about it. He is right now uh, the next Tom Brady as far as uh, must-see television. And at some point, people are going to get sick and tired of him winning all the time, similar to how it was with Tom Brady. Oh, you're not already sick of it? No, you know what? I I can respect and appreciate uh, what uh, Mahomes uh, has accomplished. Uh, I, I really can. Um, if they win next year, yeah, I'll probably be sick of it. <laughs> but like right now, I'm like, hey, you know, you, you give them their flowers, give them their due. Uh, it also helps that, uh, you know, Kelsey's on that team and he's a Cleveland kid. And, it, you know, it, it, it's great seeing him, you know, have that type of success. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sick of it yet, but I, I have a feeling next year if they win again, I'm going to be sitting there saying, can we get someone other than the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl, please? So questions I have to ask you, Daryl. What did you, what'd you think of the halftime show? I thought the halftime show was pretty good. Uh, I, not, not the greatest of all time, but, man, it, it, there's no gray area with the opinions on the halftime show. Like, it was you either really loved it or you hated it. I thought it was great. I, I, I loved Alicia, uh, you know, uh, being part of it. Uh, I thought I, I thought he did a, a really good job. Definitely stuck the landing and, and saved the. Uh, uh, Daryl, Ken, the Ken didn't like Alicia Keys last night. Not a fan. Really? No, I'm not a fan. How does that happen? Okay. Well, hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Eh, there might I'm be not, something wrong with that. Look, I'm not going to – listen, I, I am the last person to, to get into a, a fight with someone over their, their musical tastes or their fashion tastes. I am the last person to make any type of argument. So <laughs> I am – well, I just don't know where the argument – like, it, because it's it's so subjective, it's music. Well, somebody yeah. else should go, you know right. what? You guys are right and I'm wrong. I guess I really should like Alicia Keys. Like, no one Alicia would ever do Keys that. Alicia Keys at a piano is – it's like watching – it's it's watching Patrick Mahomes throw football, though. It's like, how, yeah. how can you possibly uh, think uh, that's not good? What, what, what Jonathan said. I'd rather yeah. watch Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> Stand there with a kazoo. You'd <laughs> rather kazoo. watch Post Malone sing the national anthem again? I thought, I thought he, did a good he job. was good. What, what, I, think, I think he's very he's good. Sang, he sang the uh, America the Beautiful. America the Beautiful. Yeah. Reba. Reba sang yeah, the Reba did, uh, Yeah, he did uh, God Bless America Cowboys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. America the Beautiful or whatever, yeah. What would you think of the commercials? Uh, I thought they sucked. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I really did. <laughs> uh, you know what? And, and look. I, I think part of it's because, uh, well, first of all, we already saw half of them on YouTube. Like, whatever happened to, like, the suspense of waiting for the game to release your spot? You're spending, but, like, yeah. $7 million for 30 seconds or whatever the yeah. hell it is. They're going to show that as much as they can. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of money got set on fire for no reason yesterday. Like, <laughs> I mean, they, they had cameos for the sake of having cameos. And, that, like, I, I was really disappointed. I think I laughed maybe at two commercials the entire time. I laughed at I, one. I, I miss the days where it was just a knee slapper after knee slapper after knee slapper. You know what? They were so bad. I couldn't even tell you. (laughs) Thank you. What was earth? You know, like, um, yeah, I just, I thought the commercials were really underwhelming. I thought the Michael Sarah one was funny. That's, That's why I, I was just going to say that. That's the one. Sarah V. That was awesome. All right, Daryl, yeah. you're a wonderful individual. Yeah. Thank you very much for the time. Was there, Jonathan? Was there anything we missed with Daryl? Well, the Goodfellas tweet before the oh, before geez, the game. Yeah, I screwed that up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as long as you acknowledge it. Think, okay. Yeah, I, I I was thinking a casino. That's that's, that's what I. Right. Was, yeah, I, yeah. I I love all those old. Uh, Gangster, mobster, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci movies. They're, like they're all fantastic. Yeah. I, 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 I blew a tire on that one. I wear that one. I won't watch Casino anymore. You won't watch Casino anymore? Nope. Why not? Because you debate which which way you'd rather die, the way no. Joe Pesci dies in Casino well, or it's, Goodfellas? It's very good. You want the Goodfellas oh, treatment? I, I'd rather die Goodfellas style. You want the Goodfellas style. Pe- Joe Pesci. sure you do. He's still breathing. Put <laughs> him alone. He's still breathing. Yeah, I'd much rather have me walk into a room and get shot by Tootie. I think that's a, a much better way to go. No, the reason I won't watch it is just because it's it ends so sad and it's yeah. so gritty. And I don't need to see Joe Pesci having sex with Sharon Stone, man. That's some that's some rough, <laughs> sweaty stuff, man. And I was like, I'm out on this. I'm out on this. 
not a well, fan. Jonathan, Jonathan Peterlin is the modern Sam Rothstein. That's all. There you I'll go. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Equal amount of blueberries, bud. Equal That's amount. That's right. Daryl, thank That's you very right. much for the time, buddy. You bet, guys. Have a good one. You Thanks, too. Bro. I told you why they don't. The commercials aren't very good. No, anymore. why is it? No, why is that? Uh, I think it's because. Every but they they spend so much money on the commercials because when you do comedy, you run the risk of offending a certain group of people. No matter almost no matter what. I yeah. mean, there is such a thing as clean comedy, but you know when you try to fit thirty seconds, you can tend to you can tend to overshoot it, and you can tend to offend a group of people you weren't trying to offend. And people will roll their eyes at that commentary. I, I understand that where people are going, oh, here we go. But they didn't spend seven million dollars. How much is it? Is it seven million dollars? Seven million. There. Okay. And spend $7 million for a 30-second spot to have a bunch of people rip your company and say they're never going to buy your product. You got to play a little safe. Is yeah, what you, say. you play it safe. Yeah. So it's like everybody's watching this. I'm just getting my product out there. So Ken Carmen Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram is going to be out there for 30 seconds, and that's the way it is, and I'm not going to try to be funny anymore because you guys just ripped me for trying to be funny. So you did a name change. Nice Rams no more, huh? Oh, man, how did I not remember Nice Ram? The, the, nice Steakhouse. If I did a 30-second spot for Nice Steakhouse... Or the Lyman Carmen cost, drive-through costume emporium. Naturally, thirty seconds. I'm not going to have you rip it. They're not going to happen. No, it makes not sense. Not on my dime. I, honestly, I thought there, there were too many movie ads. Is what I thought. That too. Oh I, yeah, everything, well, everything was a movie ad. And the movie ad put me in a bad mood because I didn't want to see a remake of Twister. Twister. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. Coming up a little bit later on, he's still the only one we have there. But mm, does he deserve? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Deserve a little bit of company next to him. Also, coming up next, if you're around my age, I think you could tell exactly how somebody was in the early 2000s last night. Ken Carmen, Jonathan Peterlin in for Tone, live on the fan. Ohio State has yet another change in offensive coordinator this offseason. Nick Wilson, Spencer German, potato salad. Cover it all in big college football news and the new Sons of the Shoe episode, 92.3thefan.com, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I just figured out what I don't you call think you can salad. just stop. You can't stop like that, though, and go, Spencer I, I wanted to acknowledge that I was I was in Ken's presence, so I was doing Ken's bit, and that's all that was. But Ken does it a very run-on, quick thing. Yeah. Well, he uses it like it's like a hyphen, like it's Dorian Thompson Robinson. It's Spencer yeah. German potato salad. Right, he married into the potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I'm wrong with it. Spencer German chocolate cake. Spencer German potato wedges. I do like potato wedges. I have Spencer. Potato wedges uh, what else do they got over there? Spencer German Olympic Committee. Spencer German Joe Thomas. German bratwurst. Spencer, yeah. Spencer German bratwurst. Spencer. Uh, you know, I, I whatever. It all rolls together. Has he approved the, the Spencer German, German potato salad? You know, he's no? never said he didn't. So okay. I just figured he did. And you know, if he had he a problem with it, just I'd stop. Spend a whole day with us last week. I don't call you John. Yeah. I call oh. you Jonathan or JP. Right. I don't call you. I'm never ready to buy you if you didn't like JP. I I've like heard J- other people I love JP. J- okay. I think JP is very endearing. I don't yeah. know why I think that, but I do. Yeah, I've never called. Like, I thought, and even this morning, I said something with the name John, and I think for a moment it kind of got your antenna up. And I'm like, because I no, even said, I'm, like, I'm not referencing you. I was talking about another John, and I don't even remember the John I was talking about at that time. Because No, it was I two really hours don't ago. care. People can call me John. I don't care. Eh, your name's your name. 
I agree with that. My name is my name. But in college, I went by John. Really? Yeah, yeah. That was on like my Facebook page. It was, it was like John Peterlin. I was trying to be when I was trying to be cooler with myself. It went by John, and now it's Jonathan. We had a guy. Uh, I don't know if I like it. I'm going to tell the story. Why? What the hell? Yeah, go ahead. What? What? You don't know if you? Like I don't know him? if I like John Peterlin. Yeah, no, well, I know it's him as not. Jonathan it's not Peterlin. my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not my. It's, yeah, it's it really John, isn't yeah. my name. But yeah. Now I like to go. Hey, John, do this real quick. But. I don't know if I like John I, 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 I prefer that. Jonathan. I'm not no, saying I'm I don't. Jonathan. I prefer Jonathan. Well, that's why it's overtime John, with Jonathan Peterlin. I went yeah. to, and yeah. not Johnny P's overtime. I went yeah. to school back in the day with a guy who insisted Jonathan. And the moment, oh, you insist. Okay. You insist. <laughs> so then you All had right. to call him John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hell sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. name in the book, no, John, other than Jonathan. Yeah, John is much cooler than Jonathan, at least in college. College yeah. version of me, so I went by John then, and now I'm an adult, and so we go by Jonathan. I think I had our first... I'm 37 years old. You're 34? Uh-huh. 35? Yeah, 34. Okay, 34. I had my first moment where, if you're a person of a certain age, you start to have generational arguments, and you have gener- you remember the generational arguments you might have had with your father, whether it be in sports and politics, and you felt like he was out of touch... And for the first time, I feel like I've started to cross that, cross that that bridge, uh, and it happened last night during the halftime show. Now, I did say, and I do believe this. Depending on how you felt about all the musicians, you could tell how a person was in the two thousands. If you're around my age, if you're around Owen's age, your age, in the early two thousands, you could tell how somebody was by their level of excitement for who they had out there. If you were an Usher and Alicia Keys person. I would imagine you were a much more responsible person than me who was really excited to see Little John and then really excited <laughs> to see Ludacris. Aren't they, they're I think, all in the same group, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's a little bit different. It's a little different. Jermaine okay? Dubree tells me they were all so-so Listen, deaf. man, on, on, <laughs> on Sherman Street in Akron, we were not playing Alicia Keys. It wasn't going that way. Little John was getting blared. Yeah, that was happening, but it wasn't, it wasn't Alicia Keys. But mm. I, uh, I saw there were people who really, really liked it. And I was just, I was basically like, oh, this was a professional job. This is fine. But there were a lot of people who didn't like it. And I thought it was, hey, there's people my age here who really like this. And there's people who were younger who didn't like that. And there's some people who are aging out of the whole thing. Like somebody made the comparison. This is like watching Aerosmith in 2001. Well, Aerosmith didn't and I go went, oh. shirtless and then go around on roller skates. I mean, there, was, there, was a lot, good. there was a lot there. But personally, he still looked good. I'm not even an Usher fan of 47 shirtless on roller skates. I thought the roller skates were, were an interesting touch. I just thought it was a professional halftime show. You all could I tell thought. there was skill attached to it all, could yes. you not? I, I thought it was just a, a perfect here they are and there they go halftime show. It wasn't like yeah. Lady Gaga where she was shooting across the sky. There's like, nothing that was memorable about it is what you're saying. It's yeah. like uh, it was Shakira a couple years ago and it was just everyone's like, oh, she's they're not wearing she's much at all, are Shakira they? Thing and then people the stage, people yeah. got very like, let's let's have arguments about what they can and cannot yeah. wear. Well, there's usually an the argument. There's Katie usually an Perry argument afterwards anyway. Wrote in on a giant lion or tiger or whatever. Oh, and then had left yeah. shark. Yes. yes, and had left, and I of didn't know it was even and called left shark. Forget. I realized that a couple of months ago. Somebody told me about that. Yeah. I knew what the shark was, but I didn't know it was called, it actually had a name called left shark. Oh, but I thought last night was the generational thing of if you're a person in their mid to late thirties and and maybe a little bit older, maybe around forty five, you happen to enjoy that performance. And if you were a person about nineteen years old or twenty, it was kind of no. meh to you. Well, my, I also, but I also think though that with just a couple years ago. 
the one in Los Angeles was the one that we had Snoop Dogg and 50 Cent and Eminem and Dr. Dre. And I, that was that was that performance for the same type of people that would have liked Usher and this conference, like like that generation, like my generation, yeah. that's supposed to love this stuff. And I'd much rather prefer Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent, Eminem. Like that's the that's the A plus of A plus. Usher, Alicia Keys, Ludacris, that's like the like the C plus version of that. You it, call them the dollar store? They were the dollar store. Thank you. Right. Oh, that's come the, on. That's the dollar store version of what happened <laughs> in Los Angeles a couple years ago. One. But no, my wife. It didn't feel like heavy. My months. wife, who is also 37, the Super Bowl halftime show, you might say, was her Super Bowl yesterday because mm-hmm. she grew up with, you know, Usher was. You remember the, yeah. the reason you like. you for her re- there. Yes. Yeah. You remember a simpler time. Man, I'm really sounding like Norman Rockwell over here. 216-474-0092. Did you like it or didn't you like it? I mean, the Super Bowl, the halftime show hasn't been around forever. It started, what, 91, I think? Yeah, somewhere around there. Because yeah. there was the... When they, they got away from marching bands, yes. Yes. What was the show? I think it was like Little... Is it Little Things? Is that what the show was called? I just saw this the other day. There was, the there was are a, you talking about? There was a, there was a show. It was about. a show on CBS or something, and then they, they aired it once during the halftime, and then the NFL like lost all their ratings because this one show aired... And then they like they, they came That's up with the halftime show did, because yeah. of it. Yeah. And then oh, they ended up. I can find that. this in two seconds. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then they got Michael Jackson to come well, and do the halftime. It's perfect because again, it's part of the reason why the Super Bowl and they want to make it that way. Something for everybody. And my wife is interested in the halftime show and the commercial. She doesn't in care. living color. That was the show. Okay, Sorry. I, I, I remember that. Show. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she different. she's interested in all the <laughs> the bells and whistles and everything. So it's obviously something for everybody. And I and I, that's part of the reason why I'll never be truly. I mean, I was, I got to tell you, I was pretty excited about Tom Petty back in the day. God rest his soul. I thought Bruce Springsteen did a good job. I thought a couple years ago in Los Angeles, I thought that they were really good. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige popped out on that one, didn't she? She sang on that one. She's she been, was she's great. She's been in a couple, I feel okay. like. Okay. Prince, the Prince one in Minnesota was great. The Prince one in Minnesota was excellent. You're right about that. But it's like, it's got to be something kind of poppy, kind of for everybody. Like, people are like, why can't Metallica play? I'm like, well... First off, you don't even know if they want to. Second of all, are they really going to be with anybody? I know they, they've been with the symphony orchestra in San Francisco before, but are they going to, who are you going to put right. them with to make it all kind of mesh together so Bob and Janice yeah. enjoy it and everybody else, and I don't know why I came up with Bob and Janice, but Bob and Janice enjoy it as well as <laughs> Mark and Rick and everybody else. Like, you kind of got to make it They could be one of those. Everybody. Like, Bruno Mars had Chili Peppers, I think. That's right. Popped in for yeah. a song, right? And well, they you, need give those, it away you need now. those type of guys. So, But Metallica might be too big to be the pop-in guest, like Alicia Keys was for Usher. I mean, we had we had the weekend one year, right? Like, I yeah. mean, this yeah. day. Yeah. That was in Tampa. We, we opened it up, we opened it up thing, a yeah. lot to a lot of different people yeah. when we did that, didn't we? Cause, and that's the other thing. Because the weekend's not that popular. He's not. He's not. I thought he was pretty popular. Uh, he's he's yeah. pretty popular he's among pretty the popular, modern Jonathan. artists. He's not on the same level as a lot Wait, of people. Wait, I'm older than you. I know about iconic this. No, no, no. Yet. Listen, Jeff Phelps is calling the weekend Saturday, Sunday. All right, that's that's what he's calling him. Well, I'm not saying Jeff knows who the but hell he is. I don't know that he's got Jeff that much. Get brought into the conversation? I don't know because that's that's his nickname for the weekend. I always thought it was really funny to me. He's like, oh, Saturday, Sunday's performing. That's what Jeff says. That's what he says. I think that sounds. Like I think a it's Jeff really. Thing, yeah. I, I always enjoyed that from Jeff. I thought that was a good one. But yeah, no, Boy, I, those Oak Ridge boys might be a little bit too much for Jeff at a halftime show. <laughs> but no, they but, have but used, the weekend is not. He's not. They're not. He's not usher. They've been using no. for at least ten years now the halftime, with the exception of Dr. Dre. I think it's been a launching into a tour. 
I'm starting a like tour. Like you're starting it up now. We're right. gonna and really so Usher announced a tour well, last you gotta, week. You got to do these things for free. That makes the sense. Right. They're doing it for free, and that's it, why actually, they do you it. You pay because you end up you have to pay for all the uh, the dancers and then any like sound equipment you right. have and any enhancements. Yeah, but if you do it right, I mean, my God, how many the, people the, are gonna go and want to go see Usher now? Right. Well, and that was the thing. I think the weekend said himself he spent millions of dollars on that performance. Am I? Like, oh. I'm not gonna go see Usher. I've never been a big Usher fan, but I'm sure plenty of other people disagree with me, and they're gonna go see Usher. Well, my wife told me he's coming to Detroit, and that's the closest one, and we have to go. So. Honestly, I listened to Ludacris last night because I was like, I, I was like, that, that's a, that was my takeaway. I want to. I hadn't listened to Ludacris in a while. Ludacris had some songs back in the day, man. Again, those were good. Those were didn't simpler play times. Move at all? Good times. I used to listen to that for before football games. Now give me I the didn't. lyrics to those that song oh, okay. if you can. Can you? <laughs> oh, radio version is trick. Coming up next, he's still only halfway there, but did Andy already catch up? Ken Carmen, Jonathan Peterlin, in for tone. Oh, don't give me that look. I thought you were going to say he's living on a prayer. Okay, goodbye. First off, though, guarantee the best that 92.3 The Fan has to offer when you follow each team in the Odyssey app to get all of our audio pushed right to your phone. Plus, check out the chapters of our live shows labeled by our producers so you can search for the segments you may have missed. Make sure you download the Odyssey app to follow the Cleveland sports scene. Odyssey Station. What had Donovan McNabb? They went to four NFC Championship games in a Super Bowl. The other one had Tom Brady. Uh, now he has got Patrick Mahomes. He's got Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes might be better than Brady by the time it's all said and done. Not yet. Can I make an argument? Because Andy Reid, now Donovan McNabb is not garbage. I'm not making that argument. But, boy, you see what Bill Belichick is when he doesn't have the greatest quarterback who ever played. I mean, he's got a playoff appearance and things like that, but that's about it. I mean, I, Andy Reid. I can't unsee the Mac Jones era. I can't. And I'm not trying to put that on him. Uh, not, well, excuse me. I'm not trying to make that the crux of my entire argument. I go back to the Browns, what he had to deal with in 95, 94, to go to the playoffs, to okay. win the playoff game. Like, we're, okay. We're, we're putting it all in the same pot. Yeah, we're doing this with Andy Reid. You have a playoff You have a playoff appearance. Does, does Bill have one after Tom or no? No. One playoff. I thought appearance. he had they one. Made well, it playoff, with, he made it not as, yeah, not oh, a, I'm sorry. I yeah. missed a playoff appearance. Super Bowl. Appearance. Okay, no, appearance. just a playoff appearance. So he's got two playoff appearances without the greatest to ever do it. Andy Reid, again, Donovan McNabb is not slop. It's not he just, was a very good quarterback in his not generation. not just McNabb, and I, I'm sorry to bother you here, but like do it's, it. he was, he was, Kevin Cobb was great with, with Andy Reid. Okay, then you know? damn it, let's have Alex, this discussion. Alex Smith was great with Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid never had a quarterback where they were the worst version of themselves. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Can I make an argument that Andy Reid could be better than Belichick or is that prisoner of the moment? If you say it's prisoner of the moment, I'll listen to, I'll hear you out. I'm not going to rip you on it. I just, I've been kicking this idea around for a couple of weeks it's definitely and I just, prisoner of the moment. I there's see no, what he's done with these quarterbacks. I know, but I there's can, no denying it's prisoner of the I moment. I can find myself saying this in 20 years after he's done. Well, you might not I be done coaching by the time it's all said and done. I think this opens up the idea, though, that uh, and I, who knows how long does how long does Andy Reid coach for? He's got the, he's got the best spot he's ever been in. He doesn't seem like he ever really wants to go anywhere. He seems like one of those guys that he'll coach until you put him six feet under. I mean, he just seems like he loves as his stuff. As long as I could walk, I'd probably want to coach Patrick Mahomes. Just with the Andy Reid thing, and you brought up Alex Smith, I think, and Kevin Cobb and all those. And you're right. Nick Foles played for him for a season and was good, right? Was that was that with Andy Reid? Maybe no. I'm wrong on that one. But You're talking about in Philly? Yeah. In no. Doug Peterson. No, no, no. That was, was Doug Peterson. Kelly. No, I'm talking about Nick Foles before he became the backup that came in. Oh. He was a pro bowler one year. Uh, I might have been but I'm saying. Those guys, Andy Andy Reid got the best version of, or he made those guys the best versions of themselves. It's exactly. Not, you know, and so it's not like Andy Reid 
just gets a good quarterback and he continues to be good. I mean, a lot of those guys were cast-offs that he made better, right? That's, right? My, that's my point. Like, everyone goes to McNabb and you've, Mahomes, but it's like there's so many more Belichick other quarterbacks than that. without Brady, mm-hmm. and Belichick without Brady, yeah, Mac Jones went to the playoffs. Good job. And also went to a Pro Bowl, too. Yeah. Oddly enough, he beat out Josh Allen for a Pro Bowl that year. Oh, now, you did have I the Matt Castle forget. season where they went to the playoffs when he was when Brady they was out. They didn't go to the playoffs. They didn't, oh, that's right. They, they were like 10 and 6, they won 10 10 games, six but didn't go right, to the playoffs. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're and right. And they also had a top two defense that year, too. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were re- really good defensively that he year. He has so Reed has three Super Bowls altogether as a head coach. Does he have any as an assistant or just the three? Yeah, in Green Bay he was okay. So the he has four, quarterback coach, I believe. So he has four altogether. Yeah, we're not counting that. Though. Well, Be- yeah, Belichick. People the count O-line the. Co- they say O-line he has eight. Coach, sorry, that's, he has that's two absurd with, though. He has two with uh with the Giants as their defensive coordinator. A great Spagnuolo's got four now. I think too. Right. right? Like I yeah, mean, yeah, like, we get into weird things. Are we like doing Steve Spagnuolo has four Super Bowls. Yeah, and do any of them. Some guys are just meant to be great coordinators. He's not, and not going great into the Hall of Fame. So yeah, some guys are just meant to be great coordinators. That might actually be the point. debate at, the, at, at a certain point if Spagnola gets in as a coordinator alone. But that's a different story for a different time. That's a different. Yes, it's a different you conversation. Get to yeah. a much different spot. In I, life, I, I, I think that you you got. I'm, it's not an anti Belichick thing or anything, but it's like you got to kind of kick it around and redo the history, don't you? Well, at some so point, or at least re- a couple things. Re-examine though. the history, not rewrite it, but re-examine it. A couple things that broken right. For Andy Reid in this discussion, Ken, and I think you'd agree we're an offensive league now. Yes. You know, we used to really Correct. put a high premium on the fact that Belichick, even though he had Brady, Belichick, look at those defense for the Patriots here. Outstanding. They were very, very good, Ken, yes. as you know, and, and I feel like we used to give them a lot of credit based off that. Hell, the first three Super Bowls, we give the defense credit for those Super Bowls more than we do Tom Brady. That's like we had a caller earlier in the show, and he was talking about how uh, the first three after Brady, and then he goes for 10 years, and it's different. Well, yeah. Because we didn't really give Tom Brady the credit for the changed. first three. The yeah. league the league has changed. And Andy Reid is the number one offensive mind in the NFL and NFL history in my mind. So, like, that that has to outweigh being the number one defensive mind. When Does you, it not? It, yeah, but it's such a weird thing about the guys you had. Because remember, what was the rap on Reid? I don't think I've ever said it like that before, and I don't think I ever the will Reed say it rap. again. Yeah, <laughs> what was the whole thing about Andy Reid before he got to Kansas City, and even in the first years of Kansas City, where it's like the big one. he's Choked always in the big game, couldn't yeah. do the big game, and then always freaked out and tried to bite off more than he can chew. That's not a joke. I'm being uh, tried to bite Jeez, off bro. more than he could chew chew offensively, <laughs> and it would end up costing his team because he was always going for it. He'd never be conservative, and it would cost him. It cost him in Philly. It cost him in Kansas City. And then he gets Patrick Mahomes. It's like, well, you have the right guy where you can do all those sort of things. But then when you bring up the quarterbacks that he's had that have had success, I mean, Alex Smith was at one point, he got it going again with San Francisco, but they didn't want him in San Francisco. And then he ends up with Kansas City. And then he ended up being basically taken off for the rest of his career and ended up having a fine career when it was all said and done, except for the terrible injury that he had. It was a fine career. And it didn't start off that way for Alex Smith. And I think you could help give a lot of that credit maybe to Andy Reid and working with him. Some's got to be getting to the quarterback, but I know that it's probably premature to say it now. Like he's better than Brett Belichick now. I don't. I wouldn't say it because I don't mean it right now. But I just, when you win Super Bowls like this and you've been to four of the last five and you've won three of them, you have to take a look at the history. You just have to examine it. Between him and, and Bill Belichick, it's where Bill Belichick's going to be on the beach this year. And he's not going to have a chance to it. And by the time it's all said and done, Andy Reid might end up being the one with the 
with the coaching record, with the all-time wins record over Shula. Yeah, I mean, you remember Mahomes coming out, though. I'm sure I'm sure you remember Mahomes coming out, and it was like uh, he was I mean, he was the 10th overall pick. I he blamed it on Texas Tech. And, and some people did, right? Kingsbury, like there was a lot yeah. there. I get it. And, and Graham Harrell. Well, Lowell. you're putting up so many yards in a conference of the Big 12 where you're supposed to put up a lot of yards, right? So we, you never know what's real and what isn't. Yeah. I remember we, we had the, 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 the Texas Tech play-by-play guy on at one point, and he just kept talking about how, like, Patrick Mahomes isn't that great. Oh, he's the guy that – what, like watched every single game of Mahomes. Isn't that great? Yeah. And he gets that one year under Alex Smith, and he kind of sits behind. Man, there's, there's not. It's not a crazy argument to think that Andy Reid made poor, uh, Patrick Mahomes more than Patrick Mahomes ever made Andy Reid. I don't know, man. I see him do things. The that history I don't know. that he's got with quarterbacks, what he's been able to do, well, how how he's able to really give them. He empowers these guys in such a different way that most coaches do. Like they, they do they I part of their say, practice part of their practice is coming up with random but plays. can it not be both I mean it it feels to me like Andy Reid made Patrick Mahomes to a point and then Patrick Mahomes gained that confidence knowing that the guy behind him is willing to let him do whatever let Pat cook if yeah, you will and I I right? think I think a lot of Brady Belichick was this way until it wasn't right where it was right. trying to give off equal uh, footing but I feel like. Here's where I'm giving Andy Reid credit. I feel like in this conversation, more people give Mahomes credit than they give Andy Reid well, credit. Well, it feels I'm like saying, I'm saying maybe Andy Reid gives Mahomes the keys more than Definitely. the Patriots ever gave Brady the keys. Definitely. Yeah, because it was Patriot way, right? It was right. it was Belichick's way or the it highway, was the essentially. the system. You do the system. The Chiefs feel like there's a system, but we'll improv whenever we need to. I mean, Andy Reid takes plays from janitors at Lambeau. I mean, he'll take he'll take advice the from anybody. The 1948 Rose Bowl. Yeah, he'll take he'll take advice from anybody, and that's what's great. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. And did his image? Did his image? Did his reputation take a hit yesterday? Ken Carmen, Jonathan Peterlin in for tone with Mitch. Please at nine forty on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 